This is Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, checking in with the Twisted Critics. Candy AM, you both here? Yes, sir, yes, sir. All right, a little later than we normally do, but we got cash yes, sir. later. So, uh, you know, I had to get cooking for, done first before we jumped in here. But I miss y'all boys. How y'all both been doing? Real good, man. I had, I got no issues. Stuff's going well. AM, you holding everything down? I'm phenomenal. I miss y'all too. Well, with that said, the name of this episode is Mike Mish. But... AM, why don't you do the honors this week and let the listeners, the fans, and anyone new to us know what the hell we are. All right. As the uh, Twisted Critics, we are those biasly unbiased brothers across the United States who dig music and music business. Twisted Critics originally began as Doc and his cousin Tony Ganja in 2018. Now it's relaunched with two new co-hosts, myself and the Candyman Condelario. Doc and I are active artists ourselves, and the three of us are collaborators, radio reviewers, friends, and current business executives for Hear My Voice Entertainment and Publishing. But starting this year, the Twisted Critics Podcast is curating our own Spotify VIP playlist to better help promote our special guests and other songs that we love and enjoy. Due to our good and bad experiences in the rap game, our job around the industry, and many questions and misinformation we've heard at music conferences, we remember what it's like starting out, the mistakes, and being told false info everywhere you ask. So we're trying to provide direct answers, correct business practices, clear legal steps, and helpful resources. It's our mutual love, though, for our weekly calls, our ear for urban music and mathematical eyes on the radio charts, our reviews for record labels, our heated song debates our guests, and are sharing a few drinks to build this therapeutic, productive, and often wild platform for y'all to listen to. Listen, if nothing else, tune in with an open mind, a notepad, a pen, and a full glass, people. Like, let, let, let's just raise this full glass. I want to make sure my brothers are getting their uh, their hydration for the day. 100%. <laughs> and for you listeners, just make sure you have a full glass listening along with us, too, and enjoy an informative, opinionated, entertaining, twisted vibe that you might actually learn something Please be interactive. Send in your questions via our various social medias. And we'll not only give you a shout out on air, but we'll also give you the direction to your questions that you need. Us three are believers in the motto, a drunk man or woman tells no lies. And how we can equally be helpful and entertaining. We like to call it education through inebriation. So right now, we're going to go ahead and go to our first segment. Segment one, salutations. Yep. So my name is Candelario Yariad, a.k.a. Candy, a.k.a. Mr. Too Sweet in the Streets, Extra Spicy in the Sheets. I'm from Brownsville, Texas, the southernmost tip of Texas. I started out doing local parties, moved myself into the promoter space, and now I'm expanding my business as I join Hear My Voice Entertainment, where I focus on artist development, being the podcasting director, and the marketing. I plan on expanding my musical market in the area I live in and hopefully becoming a prominent figure within my community. I love it. My name is Arian Miller, uh, a.k.a. Angry Man. 
aka rapper am bka your your mother's boyfriends uh yeah so um <laughs> i rap i dance i sing i'm a manager or an almost manager at amazon i'm a father i'm a poet i play the guitar the piano i produce i fight i love mma i box i do a lot like freestyling I am, I'm going to call myself an A&R for Hear My Voice Entertainment. Uh, I am a, a big hand in uh, a lot of what Doc needs. Doc has a problem with anything, you know, trying to put to try. I'm taking a try out of my vocabulary. I'm putting together a lot of music starting this week. So everyone's going to start to hear everything that I have going on. Doc. All right. So since I put you guys in the fire, I got to step into it too. My name is Doc J. Real name's Joselito. Everyone calls me Jesse. I'm part Puerto Rican, part Italian, part Slovakian, so that means I'm a big mutt. I was born in New York, lived almost my entire life in Florida. I'm in uh, Central Florida right now in Claremont. I am 40-something-something. I have two college degrees, copyright trademark law and civil engineering in roadway design. I started my path into music first doing poetry and rap battles. I did the whole South Florida, Miami-Dade, Boca Raton battle scene. I got a few, I, I had a few poems published in some publications, one of them being for D.A.R.E., and I got money out of it, so that was pretty dope. And then I moved on, and I got my first internship that was at Sony Music. I had a second internship at Atlantic Records, and then the last one was in the legal department, a paid internship at Epic Records. Since then, I've been at MediaBase since 2018. I basically monitored verify and track charts and if you're an artist that actually owns your song that's on fm radio we make sure you get your payment executed to you with hear my voice i'm still an artist but i'm more into the executive side with this i'm enjoying being a uh, podcast host yet again i said i would never do this again but these boys brought me back in and uh i just like chopping up with these guys like every couple weekends and uh and we like to talk and argue music hell yeah with that part of the show now, because we are the Twisted Critics, I need you guys to raise your glass. What are you drinking on? Let's start with you, AM. What are you drinking on, my brother? All right, so what's in this cup right here? It's called 10th Ward. Uh, Sin used to work at a distillery. A distillery. He was a driver. That's something called 10th Ward, right? This is some gin. And this, I have some Queen's Bees Knees, which is also 10th Ward. 10th Ward is a woman-owned distillery. So these are my two little cans, my shot. And then I'm drinking on some premium elephant pills there. Heading all the way to South Texas. Candy, what you drinking on, man? So what I'm going to be sipping on is going to be, I got the same bottle of Bucanas. I'm trying to finish it. I'm surprised I've been through half of it. And uh, to sip on, I got me a Tallboy, better known down here as a Mofle. Just a little slang for y'all. But uh, besides that, I'm excited to be here with y'all, man. I'm planning on getting drunk today. Me too. What Doc, Doc, what Doc, you, what you drink, drinking bro? on? <laughs> All right, so like normal, I got my Roman Coke, Captain and Coke. Captain, yes. send, me, send me the sponsorship deals. Um, I got some other goodies for you guys. So for my shot, AM knows a lot about this. So does uh, his sister. This is called Mama Juana. Dominican drink for celebratory reasons. It's part rum, part dark rum, part red wine, part honey. And uh, and all these roots, leaves, and barks that kind of get you kind of feeling numb and, you know, weird. Oh, and the shot, you didn't know all that? <laughs> They call it liquid Viagra. Tell them, tell them, tell them they, what it's they called. They do call it liquid Viagra in the Dominican <laughs> Republic, too, for sure. It, and that's the whole, like, feeling tingly part of it. And then in the case I do have to take a shot, the special shot glass this week is an actual handgun shot glass. So Love it. All right, so segment two, Candy, tell them about our little, our little like, scheme that we do on our guests. We're going on to segment two, which is WFW. So as always, we as the Twisted Critics want to do our best to make sure that we 
the guests and you listeners rate the ice, get comfortable, get a little loose, jump in the fun uh, by using our little torturous buzzword as our banana peel each episode. So we do call that the WFW, our wrong fucking word of the day. Every time someone slips up and says that word, whether it's accidentally or purposely like me and Candy, uh, <laughs> everyone must take a shot. That means us host, our guests, and all y'all listeners, no questions asked. With that said, I think it's AM's turn to pick this word. Or I know you read our guest uh, bio, Mr. McClendon's biography also. What kind of devious term are you thinking of to mess up my afternoon? I'm gonna mess up everybody's evening afternoon. <laughs> and what I, look, I thought hard, looked into his past and I looked into his resume. And this week for the wrong fucking word of the day, I got a, got a great one, I got a mean one. I'm going with market. And we're going to use any tense or derivative of it. So marketed, marketing, market, mark. <laughs> and I think I'm going to get y'all. All oh, of you, y'all. You definitely no get me. I, I think some of my reviews I wrote last week have the term, that term in there. So <laughs> oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's go. Let's go ahead and slide into segment three, time capsule. So let's turn back the clock a little bit for episode two this week, consisting of the dates August 26th through September 2nd. We're going to first take a quick look into these days throughout urban music history. First and foremost, we got to give props and pay respect for those who are not here anymore to receive those. Doc, why don't you kick this off with uh, who we have? All right. So starting August 26th, we've got Ronald White from the Miracles passed away in 1995. Moving on to August 27th, Scott LaRock used to be down with Karis One in the Boogie Down Productions, BDP. I love that group. One of the I think in the 80s was one of the most creative album covers I've ever seen in my life. Um, was it Sex and Violence was the name of the album. August 28th, that's a big day for me. And uh, it seems like a multiple toot of deaths as well. But uh, we got Chadwick Bozeman passed away in 2020. Going into also August 28th, we got DJ AM passed away 2009. We have a very prominent, actually, uh, Mexican figure. We got Juan Gabriel passed away 2016. And then in 2021, we got rapper Lil Kawaii. All right, I'm bringing it up the rear. We're going to have August 30th. It's going to be Chris Lighty in 2012. We have BG Lotto, August 31st in 2021. I did those backwards. I apologize. And then we have September the 1st, Hal David in 2012. Hal David's an interesting one because he's a prominently more of a songwriter, ghostwriter. He's written records for Louis Armstrong, Aretha Franklin, Heads like that during that time. Some pop artists too. Tom Jones, I think he did something for. So he, he's all over the panel with that. Sad seeing that and some of these bright, smiling faces that I'm looking at on my screen right now. But it's some of them kind of cut too short. You know what I'm saying? Chadwick, I, I loved his movies. Same. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, rest in peace to everyone passed away on that whole list and everyone that's not on the list. So I'm going to take a drink to that for sure. So well, I'm going to take a Go. shot. Mm. On a happier note, let's move on to the birthday celebrations for all the Virgo crew out there. You know, I got y'all. For this following B-Day shout-out, we're going directly to Big Crit, August the 26th. I want to put that on my sub. Put that on my sub. He's turning 36 years old. We have Eric Bobo of Cypress Hill, August the 27th. He's turning 54. And then we got Murder Mace. Murder Mace, August the 27th. He's turning 47. I'm going to pick up right after AM. We got Rod Wave, August 27th, also just turned 23. We got a posthumous birthday, Michael Jackson, August 29th. That's like the GOAT, King of Pop. Michael Jackson would have been 65. And I also have Joe Budden, August 31st. He turned 42. I do like Budden, man. I do, lo I do love Budden. That's one of the my influences to my pen, for sure. Mine too. 
Continuing, we also celebrate MJG, August 31st, 51. We got Cat Williams, September 2nd, 51. And we got KC of Jodeci. He's turning 53 of, on September 3rd. All right, so with that, let me see if I can hit up our homeboy. So I'm going to drag in our special guest from California on a, on a flight, red eye, and see if we can get him in here. All right, I'm trying here now. Mike, Mike, you've been here. I just passed him the link. Let's see if he can hear us loud and clear. Hey, hey, what's happening? I can hear you perfect, man. What's going on, y'all? I'm happy to be here. What's up? Uh, Mr. McClendon, oh, Mike, Michigan, Mike, Mike. All that good stuff. I want to introduce you to my brothers in arms, rapper AM from Baltimore and Candelario from South Texas. Hey, what's happening? That's what I'm talking about. Baltimore and Texas in the building. All right, so this is your segment. This is all tailor-made to you. This is shout-outs to you. We're going to tell you the rules on drinking in a second. But we got to, like, actually pitch you and let the people know why I wanted you on the show Mr. McClendon and I go back. Uh, we both worked in the radio business for some years. We ran into each other on social media. And then some years later, we ran into each other on Clubhouse, I believe, as well. Going all the way back to his past, he's back from the golden age of hip-hop, just like I am. He is a very successful track and field runner, not like I am. Uh, he's had many hats, has had many titles, but he's a music executive, a creative consultant. At one time was a radio syndication producer. He now has his own publishing company. Uh, I believe it's called uh, Magical Lessons. And he has his own publishing company for producers, I believe, called Constant Hits. Please welcome to the stage, welcome to the phone, and welcome to the Twisted Critics. Mike Mish, please, the floor is yours. Let them know who you really are. Well, thank you. I want to first of all say thank you, Doc. It's a pleasure with that greeting. I appreciate that very much. Candy AM, it's a wonderful to be here. From Kalamazoo, Michigan. I've lived a little bit everywhere. I was, I was an athlete, all the sports, baseball, basketball, football, track, volleyball, bowling, tennis, you name it, I was in it. You know, growing up, broken legs, Achilles tendon, all of that manifested, went to the University of Oregon. I'm a duck, ran track for the Ducks. Fast forward, took an internship to Island Records in 1994, left college, and uh, living in Brooklyn, met Bobby Ism on a stoop in Brooklyn one day, took me down the street, and met Biggie Smalls, and he gave me my name, Mike Mish. That's awesome, man. At one time, my family all lived in, uh, it was more Williamsburg, Brooklyn, but off of Metro Met Metropolitan Avenue. I remember the bank. I remember the original bank, that big, tall, long bank. And I, that was one of my, when I first moved to Brooklyn, if I saw that, I was on the right worth, uh, right track going home. Because if you know you went on the wrong side of that bridge, uh, you know, you was in Red Hooker. You know, you was, it was something back then. We would only go back every summer, so I would probably get lost <laughs> a lot. The only thing I knew was uh, on our block, there was a bodega called Del Valle Grocery. Yeah. And it's been in the family for like 40 years. And then they sold it to someone and changed the name. But that's how I knew where I was at. There yeah. was a record store I would always go to there to buy CDs and cassettes. Before we dig into the hot seat and the 21 questions and throw a lot of darts at you, Candy AM and I have a couple barbed wires, banana peels ready for you. So yeah. floating along the top of this entire show is what's called a WFW wrong fucking word of the week. <laughs> uh, if you hit this, this is all AM's fault. He's the one that hand selected this personally for you. He read your bio and picked something I think that's so devious that I'm going to mess up on it. Okay. And then later we'll tell you about a little drinking game we have at the end of the show called Seven Degrees of Separation. So oh, keep both of those in your mind. If you do hear us while you're telling a story, bug out, make all this noise, sound like we're like, like a fire alarm's going off. 
That All means right. you're going to have to drink with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Perfect. Part your your reputation definitely precedes you. Um, you know, we definitely welcomed you to the stage and uh, you know, get your drink ready, man, and uh let's kick this off. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I'm starting off with the first question. You've moved around a lot. What has been your biggest adjustment living in New York versus Michigan and versus now California? Um, well, Michigan is home. And it seems like, you know, when you're home, you never really get the love that you're supposed to get. And then when I lived in New York City, nobody knew me, right? So I got a chance to recreate my life, who I wanted to be. My I even had different names. You know, I was Nicolay and then I was Mike Mish, you know what I'm saying? So, and it was a beautiful time. And then like, uh, that was 94 to 99 when I was in New York. And like Doc had just said, that was the golden years of hip hop. And it's just like, every day was a movie meeting people. One minute you listening to Black Moon and you're like, oh, I'm moving to Brooklyn. I'm moving to Brooklyn, son. And then the next day you you chilling out with Evil D. You dig what I'm saying? Just like that, you know? And now California is like, da -da -da -da, you dig, you dig, you know what I'm saying? Boom, it's fast, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's this, baby. It's, you know, it's, it's E-40, it's Too Short, it's MC Hammer, it's Fabby Davis, it's, it's, it's RBC, it's LBC, you know, RBC Posse, you know, everybody, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the Bay is playeristic. I love California. I love being out here. LA is cool and everything. You know, everybody's got their choice of what they want, but I particularly love the Bay, you know, Oak Town, the town, you know, the food. You know, I'm living San, I live in San Rafael, so I'm kind of in the middle. You can go to the Rosa, Napa, you know, you can just do the whole thing all day long, you know, and I like the style. The comparison is I graduated just to make the start. The, 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 you know, I graduated from, I love Michigan. It's always mm -hmm. going to be a little too cold, you know, a little bananas with the business. Like Florida is a little bananas with the politics. Uh, New York is always going to be the source. You know what I'm saying? It's, even though you move from there, you got to go back there. Cause that's where the, that's the capital, you know, L, you know, and then out here in Cali is just, you know, a lot free. I feel a lot better as a, as a mature adult. I like, you know, enjoying my life. That makes sense. Yeah. When I first met you, I think we met online and through the radio stuff that I've been doing for MediaBase, I saw and saved your phone in your phone number in my cell. And it's still saved to this day as a 407 Orlando <laughs> area code. Right. <laughs> did you also live in Florida, Central Florida as well, too? And if so, where and when and how long did you stay here? I lived in Florida. I had moved to Florida in 20 at the end of 2011. And I stayed in Florida uh for several years to probably we still have a home there uh winter park and i do have my 407 so i never thankfully i've been able to keep that telephone number for a while but i have my children are there they're teenagers shouts out to josh and lily you know what i'm saying they're they live in somewhere in brooks with crazy florida brooksville in the middle of it's hot they live in hot florida you dig it you know what i'm saying so <laughs> all of florida's hot right now all of florida's <laughs> hot right now you know what i'm saying so but yeah, I, I loved I loved when I lived in a, when I moved from Michigan to Orlando. At that point, Orlando was terrific. You know what I'm saying? But I got a, I learned a lesson. You know what I'm saying? I had been working nice jobs, executive jobs all my life. But then when I moved to Florida, it, they wanted to relegate me to just be a delivery driver, and that was one of the biggest adjustments that I wasn't trying to hear. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you don't go to college all your life and have all these high flying jobs, but then you just got, you know, maybe I, not that I wasn't, I wasn't applying for them. It was just, I wasn't ready for that life. You know, like people was just like, well, you might've had that up North, but you're not going to get it right here. Just keep it right. 
Fun fact with the Winter Park, too. Uh, we live in Claremont in Lake County. Okay. Um, we adopted uh, 13, almost 14 months ago, and our son, Hosean, we had to go pick up and stay five or six days at the uh, NICU at the uh, Winter Park Hospital, which is, uh, I believe it's a uh, Advent Health. So we actually yeah. had to go over there for that. So we were there stuck five, six days. Florida's cool, man. And it, it definitely is a spot, you know, where you can find your pocket and just chill. You know what I'm saying? And I, I agree. I kind of I found that out here in California for myself. You know what I'm saying? True. Chillax. I'm I'm not going to say I'm the most athletic. This question, you know, for track, or well, what's more impressive, your 40-yard dash or your 100-meter sprint? And you still keep in shape today and – do you still sprint? That's what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, I definitely still keep in shape. My thing is I like to play basketball and golf. Got picked up the golfing thing now. I don't run. You know the funny thing about like when I stop running track, when I stop doing sports, I stopped running, period, for a while. And then I blew up. I got really heavy. And then um I had torn my Achilles tendon like late in the game. And and so that had made me add a little bit of weight. To answer your question. I ran a 4.2940, and that was electric. And uh, and then in the in the 100 meters, I ran 10.4 in high school. I come from a ridiculous high school track program. We had a phenomenal program. Uh, my coach Duckett was uh, is uh, T.J. Duckett's father, Tico Duckett. Both of these brothers run all up and down the Big Ten, and teach you know T.J. They both were NFL running backs, but they were also my teammates and my brothers. And I was there. I was lucky to have their father right that time when he was coaching Tico and, and TJ was a little boy. So, but my best event was the long jump. So I have the long jump record still in Kalamazoo for 33 years, 24, eight and three quarter inches. So, and the, and the crazy thing is in high school, I broke my leg twice playing <laughs> football. What I'm finding now is like, you, you better stay in shape. If you if you in this in this hip hop game, you better stay in shape. You better keep yourself fit. You know so, what I'm saying? That's so Mike, so Mike, what what AM was kind of saying there, and, and like in our during our planning call, uh -huh. AM's like, what does he run now? Because I think I can. <laughs> I, I want to know. I run, look, I run all the time. I want look. I wanted to. I was trying to piggyback off while you were saying it. So yeah. with your injuries, right, your broken leg and your Achilles, I I identify with Achilles injuries. Both of mine act up all the time when I'm playing ball. But how have you applied? getting back or those setbacks to everything that you're doing with all of your ventures? How, how have you applied that? And that I could take that back maybe 25, 30 years when I had the broken legs, you know, mm -hmm. and I never gave up on myself, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I was high school. That had to be right here. And for me to break that record that's still there 33 years later after two years of breaking my legs, that pretty set me off of who I was as a person. So, yep. and, you know, to let me keep it real, because it is Sunday. I do a lot of praying, AM. I do a lot of prayer, fam. I pray. I pray for you. I pray for me. I pray for things I haven't seen. I pray for things, you know, I feel like a time capsule because <laughs> I've been saying the same stuff about prayer and God, and it just translates. You know what I'm saying? Amen, it, it, man. Amen. All. all right. I'm next. And you know, I got to dig into a little bit of business. You and I are yes. all about our, our ownership and getting things right. So I noticed when I did my little uh, stalkerish background check on everything you own. I noticed you registered <laughs> your McClendon Global uh, Enterprises as an LLC. When yes. did you officially do that? And did you have like an OG project that forced you to want to do that? Like a release that you remember, like, I need to do this. 
Oh, terrific, Doc. Terrific question. Yes, man. Um, I was in one a very popular city down south going through, and I happened to lose every possession that I had in the world in this town on this little break. And went and and in that was all of my music files, all of my zip drives, everything that I had produced for all of my life, because I was going from one to the other, just like that. So I was so distraught, I just about gave up. And then I just said, you know what? I'm not gonna let that happen. And I decided to go ahead and I and I wrote a song and I said, you know what? The next song that I write, I'm going to copyright it and I'm going to have my own LLC. And it felt good. You know what I'm saying? And I and I think the first song that I did was Wave or Joe Montana. And Joe Montana was actually a really good hit, but it was a political song. This is like 2017. I was like just figuring out, oh, I can upload this to DSPs and all this and that. Start my own business, start fresh, start it and do it right. And then, and then, and once again, God has blessed me, man. I got way more better music than I had before. My thing but, is, as long as you are flexible and you can actually just breathe in and be patient, everything will work itself out, you know? For sure. Now, one thing, one thing I do, uh, I got to say this because I know I've just met the gentleman, but Doc, man, I want to give you right here, your flowers right here, because you're one of the most knowledgeable brothers I've ever met in this game. Like, amen, amen. And, and, it's not a greedy thing because you got enough game fam to be a multi-millionaire with every other paragraph that you give to be quite honest so i really want to thank you for being here this makes this makes me look like damn mike you actually do know some people <laughs> i think it's only fair if we take a shot for <laughs> I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair. Just for the, the shout out to me, this is all about you and you giving me flowers. So I agree with Candy on this one. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't be here without you thinking of me and then going back. And then we we talk, like Doc and I, we talked for a couple of hours, like long time about deep dives. Some of the things that we talk about aren't comfortable as an artist, as a producer, when you mm -hmm. really want to, when you really want to get into the business, you know, it's not cool to find out, hey, Mike, you know, 4,998 of those 5,000 records you got ain't no good. <laughs> Fresh out of college, at the first taste in the industry, what roles and tasks did you do for Island Records internship? I first moved to New York. When I got there, I, I walked. I caught the train from Jersey. If you know about Jersey, I, I was coming from Brick City, Newark. So I caught the path. I got off the path at 23rd Street. Didn't know where I was going. Totally walked the wrong way. Candyman all the way down to Chinatown. And then I turned around and had to walk all the way back. Some brother in a red convertible drove by me. And I was like, hey, bro. Hey, man, where's Island Records? Island Records? It's over there somewhere. It was Chris Rock. <laughs> and so I felt stupid because the building was really right there. And so then Russell Simmons came walking out and got in the convertible and they drove off. Now, this is very crazy because Chris Rock was the very first person in New York. I've been there all day, y'all. Now, I had set this internship up and I get there and the girl that met me was uh, Liz Esteban. Beautiful, beautiful Cuban girl, right? Come to find out she was Gloria Esteban's cousin. So Liz is like, oh, yeah. Hey, your internship. Let me go walk you on over to where who you're going to be working with. I'm thinking I'm going to work with her. no. No, uh-uh. She had me going back here. But before she did that, she introduced me to this brother named um, Black Dot, who happens to be a writer for The Source. Imagine you're a hip-hop dude, and you go into your first day internship. You go up in there, and he, she introduces you to a dude that you know in The Source who does who, do, who critiques The Source records. 
<laughs> so I'm sitting there like, dang, it's like one, two. This candy, this is one, two. Boom, boom, boom. Chris Rock, this, that. Russell Simmons, <laughs> all that. So then I get there. Finally, I meet Luana Earl Graves. They were my boss, Earl Sellers and Luana Graves Sellers. Who, um, so I walk in there. She's like, hi, Michelet. I'm sorry. We are getting ready to go to New Orleans with Ronnie Jordan to the Essence Festival, but we'll be back in a week, maybe two. So you're going to run the office while we're gone. First day. I'm like, okay. And then and then Earl Sellers is in his chair. He turns around. And let me tell you something. Don't you say a f-ing word to anybody. Don't you tell nobody our f-ing business. Don't you say anywhere where we're going. I'm going to tell you this. This phone rings. Don't you answer it. But you better answer it. You understand what I'm talking about? His phone rings. You better answer. So he's going off on me, right? And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the very first day, it's the R&B, it's the R&B and uh, rap promotions for Island Records. And he gives me two Eric B. and Rakim paid in full records. And he goes, tonight, what I want you to do, I want you to go to the Palladium. I want you to take these records right to the front. I, I don't give a fuck the line. I, don't, I, don't I want you to go right to the front, show the man at the door of these records and says, Earl Sellers told me to tell you to let me in. This was my first assignment, Kenny. So I was like, okay. I get there. This humongous dude is at the door. He lets me in. But as soon as I get there, God bless the dead, it's Big Cap and Funkmaster Flex. Flex yeah. And they're in this little itty bitty room. As soon as you walk in, Funk Flex and Big Cap and about six turntables. And I give and I and I and I hold those records. Big Cap snatches the fade four record. He goes, Oh shit, give me that son. He takes it, he pulls out the vinyl, and then all of a sudden he's I ain't no joke. And then he's handing flex the other ones, right? And I know this little doom, 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 doom. Just put that in your mind, man. And like, I sit there. I said, that was my first day. This was my first day, bro. 94. Dig into the 1994 Biggie story for me. How did you meet and work with him? You already you already spoke about it, but I I kind of want you to go more in depth. Um, like how did the interaction go uh, before and how did he actually name you? It was 94. I had been in Brooklyn probably about a, maybe three or four days. I had been for- fortunate enough to meet some guys at the barbershop that introduced me to the guys who owned the studio on in, in, on Gates Ave by the Paul Robeson Theater. And they were producing like, you know, MOP. And 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 the, at the time, they were Easy Moby was their people. Fast forward, I'm sitting on my stoop which was on Vanderbilt Street, which has now disappeared in downtown Brooklyn. And this kid named Bobby Ism, fam, comes up with this flyer. And he hands me this flyer, and it says Biggie Smalls. And I go, who's Biggie Smalls? You don't know hey, you don't know who Biggie Smalls is? I said, yeah, I'm going to come get you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you where Biggie Smalls is, man. Bobby, me, and Aaron, we walking down the street, and we're singing... It's unbelievable because all the stuff is on the radio. You know, this is 94. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, this is tight. You know, now I know that I have an internship. And at the time, I, I had came to New York with the idea that I wanted to create a, a television show called The Rooftop, which I wanted to interview guests on top of the rooftops of Manhattan, overlooking Manhattan, just some fly stuff. You know, that's what I wanted. That was my dream. You walk in this club and Bobbyism is like, we're talking. So Aaron sees... Biggie, and he stopped like Daffy Duck did when he saw the goal. Now, Biggie's back was turned. It was like he was a sumo wrestler, y'all. So I tapped him on his back, y'all. And he whips around on me, and he has this eye. 
it was going this way and the other eye was going that way. And he was like, what's up? And I'm like, yo, Biggie, what's up, man? I, literally, he was towering over me. I'm like, yo, Big, what's up? My name is Mike. I'm from Michigan. Yo, word, word, Mike, Michigan? What's up? Mike, Mitch, what's up? I'm like, yo, man, I got this show called The Rooftop. I want you to be the first guest on my show, man. It's overlooking Manhattan or Brooklyn or wherever you want. Some fly shit, man. We can talk about your career and where you want to go and everything. He goes, word, word, Mike Mish. Dap me up. Yo, man, I like that, Mike Mish. Go tell Puff. Go tell Puff I said give his card to you. Tell Puff to give his card to you. And then Bobby Ism comes over to me and like, yo, B, I can't believe you did that. But that was incredible. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's a beautiful story, man. My next question is an easy one. Me and you are kind of elder statesmen. I'm never going to say my age exactly, but uh, we're from the culture's golden age. But uh, for you, Mike Mish, what is your personal, no explanation needed, just your your order, your personal Mount Rushmore, your all-time top five MCs of all time? That's a hard one, Doc. That was a hard one, man. Well, I know. There's no cop-outs. No cop-outs. No cop-outs. You got to have order, a top five. Right off the top. Dang. I mean, is it... But to be honest, it would be it would be Karis one, Tupac, Biggie, George Clinton, and Redman. So piggybacking off a of doc, what two or three artists accurately describe like your style of music the best? Like two or three. Two or three. Uh, E40, because it's hey. free. E40 is so free. And I love E40 because he he's free and he's good. So that makes me gives me encouragement. All of those big legends up here. Cube is one of is very influential to me. Rakim. So hold on. So one thing I'm gonna take it just from the reviewer side because I know exactly where Candy was coming with this question. So there's a lot of people that influ- influenced my pen. But if it was like a, a journalist, a reviewer was gonna give an unbiased review, like Nas, Talib Kweli, and Joe Budden makeup doc. Like that's whether I like those artists or not. That's what the description will be. So like, what what would be a journalist saying about you? I would, I would, yeah. I would, say, I would say Nas. I would say I would add, I would add Nas, Redman, and Buster. Okay. Yeah. You got two of mine. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, right? So it's on me. That's crazy. So in your bio, we all notice everything that you've done, right? I personally, personally want to know what is your absolute favorite role? My favorite role. role? Yes. Oh, in, in any no, just in, in any anything that you've done, your favorite. The favorite position that I ever had was when I wrote a film, and I became the production manager for that project. I had doing, doing the film, doing the movie taught me that that's all kind of hats. You know what I'm saying? And I thought it was successful. So to answer that, that was my most favorite thing that I've done. Um, a movie producer. I got you with the next question. So. <laughs> What's harder for you, writing good music or, or writing a good script and why? Great question. But writing a script comes to me like I'm telling a story. When I get that vibration, you guys, when I get that, when I get that thing at three in the morning, I hit that record button and I just talk in that microphone like I don't know nothing. You dig it? And I just keep on talking and I just keep saying all the crazy things that come to my mind. And in this scene, you're going to do this. And in that scene, you're going to do that. So writing the films, I got a, uh, I'm giving a little game away, but I, I, I record myself 
I record myself when I get into that moment. When I get in that Zen moment, you know what I'm saying? Just like just like a real good MC gets that freestyle Zen, you just hit that button and you know it's it. it you thought about it, you pre-saw it, you ripped it. You know what I'm saying? You heard that beat, you killed it. You're like, damn, I didn't even know I was going to do that. No, I'm not going to take that over again. Master that. <laughs> so, you know. Believe it or not, that mm. reminds me so much of AM. AM be throwing stuff on the wall and be like, oh, I like that. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've watched people out here make careers off of a record. And that's respectful. Great the product. story you told me, the, the story you just told us right now, remind me of something I was listening to. I love Drink Champs. Like that's we could call it competition or not, but it's definitely inspiration. I've yeah. done shows with EFN, and they had genuine a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, and it's the theory of quantity versus quality. Uh, you know, throwing spaghetti yeah. at the wall, kind of like Candy said about hey. AM a little bit. Hey, um, hey, hey. Yep. Hey, hey. But no, he was saying like you know he did the whole artist thing. You know, writing a million songs. You know. 20 songs a week and stuff and seeing which one's catching which not yeah it didn't pop off for him none of, not, none of the spaghetti stuck like he said mm -hmm. until he found the beat that timbo did for a uh, pony right and he let himself down he says i'm gonna actually let static major write this 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 course you know mm -hmm. and then they spent a few weeks to write one record not a few hours to write one record it's that effort, that quantity versus quality. And he goes, that one record, I'm I have a 31 year career because of that one record. You know, it's awesome, I'm, man. Yeah, yo. I mean, I'm yes. and and, be, and since I'm on this podcast, I, I would would not be me if I didn't shout out uh Funk Master Jackson, Tone Jackson. He was yeah. the he was the J Master J of Kalamazoo. And also my, my big brother uh, Rob Lou. You know what I'm saying? Who, who back in the day before mentoring was a big thing. He was in college. I was in junior high. He was looking out for me then, telling me when I was in junior high, I was going to be a star. What is your most successful song? And what is your personal favorite song of all time that you've made yourself? That is unfair, man. You made me hit a pause. What is my favorite That's why I, that's why I asked both, because I know I, I, I understand the question. My, okay, okay. My favorite song of all time that gives me goosebumps still is when I did Where Did My Fire Go Live with my band, Gorilla Funk Mob. Yes, I can't even release that joint, but that is my favorite personal record. My my most successful record of my career is uh, about three records about the same. Stay, Wave. No, they're all about the same amount, same spins. Uh, wave, Stay, Mind, Body, and Soul. It's probably my best song. Being in the music business this long, mm -hmm. what sort of thing have stayed the same versus what's changed so far in the music market? Oopsie. Oh, fuck. Good, good. Candy, boy, you could be on ABC <laughs> with this, bro. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, that's Ill. I know I used that word. Did you? you? Did. I yes, used that did. word. Yes, uh, did. What was the uh, word? Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> Mike, Mike, we, we got to take a shot, Mike. Yes, he did. So, Mike, by mm -hmm. the way, the WFW that AM so properly set up for you was the term market and oh, any Lord. derivative of it. So, marketing, market did. So, salute to you. Hey, yo, salute. Salute. Gene, mm -hmm. don't kill us. She's going to be like, you ain't done with the interview yet. <laughs> that was a great one, Spotify. <laughs> well, man, but, to uh, answer your question, um, you know what? The funny thing is, 
can I, I'll just be real. One of the things that doesn't change about hip hop is uh, sexual outbursts of energy. Okay. That's one of the things that like, let me just keep it real. Most of the hit records that you hear out here have to pertain to love. Mm -hmm. Tugs of the heart, whatever that is. And in hip hop lately, it's the ladies twerking. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that that raw energy. The females are not playing around right now. And Mike, even the R&B music nowadays, I think AM, AM and I have had this conversation multiple times, actually. The um, R&B music of our time versus the R&B music of, of this time. The R&B music of our time would make you want to marry someone. Would make the R&B music of, of this time makes you want to rape someone. I'm like, I just don't... <laughs> You know what? It's, it's, it's wild. As, see, and that, that's the answer to Candy's question. Like when you said like what has been the same and what has changed. The reason why I went that way is because I was at a I was at a thing. I was at a awards thing in uh, L.A. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, Doc knows and AM, you guys know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. you get in that inner inner. You can't really change that inner inner room. You know, people get afraid to leave their their comfort zone. And that comfort zone right now is exploiting us sexually, to be quite honest. You yourself, I'm hearing you speak. Yes, sir. It sounds like you don't suffer from can teach an old dog new tricks. Like you, you don't, you don't put yourself higher than the current situation. You, you, you're always learning, right? Man, so I'm what's one or two? Yeah. yeah, what's one or two industry topics you want to learn going into 2024? Like, what do you want to add to yourself? TV syncing, film syncing. I want to okay. be involved. I have a catalog of, man, if you go on Mike Mish, man, you could play me damn near for 24 hours. Hey. So what does that mean, TV syncing? That means to me that I need to, um, I watch this whole world. Mm-hmm. I've helped a lot of people. I love hip hop. I love everybody. I just want to be loved and accepted as well. I want to give. I put a lot in this game. And I know that what I put into this game was tangible, wonderful. I just want to be involved. So to answer your question, to all the people out there, even Doc and those, once I get my business right, man, put me in the game. Keep, keep <laughs> hanging out with Doc, man. He can't. So can hang out with Doc, you'll be rich. I know. <laughs> Everyone except that. <laughs> no, no, Candy, to answer that question for you, what's really great with our distributor and publisher, Symphonic yeah. Distribution, and hear my voice. Yeah. When you go to Symphonic Distribution, uh, Symphonic Distribution in Tampa Bay, in their headquarters, they actually have a wing just for sync licensing. So what what Mr. McClendon is talking about is sync syncing his music per a license to a movie, TV show, and or a video game. So what's cool okay. with that is instead of struggling, like let's let's not even like let's take out the equation of selling CDs. Like when I DJ, I still sell CDs to this day. But let's just say that he Mike only wanted to stream. Instead of struggling over zero point zero 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 six four cents per stream, you get a check at the beginning of every season. Like the NBA will buy your song, the rights to your song, and a li- as a sync license. Yeah, for sure, for 2K or for their streaming and stuff, for sure. Well, like the NBA playoffs, they'll pay you 28 to 30 grand just to play your song during those nine weeks. Yes, please. So (laughs) is is 30 grand going to make you rich? More than likely not. Will it pay for my mortgage? Absolutely. And then on top of that, it's a straight-up check. You don't have to worry about the performance of streaming. It could get streamed once or a billion times. You're still going to get that check up front. 
that 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 honestly candy is where i really want to go with my with my life form because like i i would if i can learn that doc or be involved in that type of vibration because i've made the music over this 30 years to fit anything that you want it's me we're done my last question and the last question is going to close the question it's going to be in your opinion what's more meaningful loyalty or respect and why Oof, oof. Well, loyalty ain't shit these days. To be quite honest with you, you can be loyal to people all your lives, and you're not gonna be mm -hmm. loyal to you back. So the best mm -hmm. thing to have is respect. Respect is the respect going forward in the twenty thousands. Going forward is a lot better than loyalty. If you can find loyalty, then you have found something that's much more valuable than respect. And you shouldn't even broadcast the loyalty that you have. But you should be pushing for respect because wow. respect is the only thing in this world that you need. All right, we're now going to start 100% facts. facts with this segment each week. We're going to start into the guts or get into the guts of radio success. Facts okay. about how artists are performing at radio and what Dr. J does for work at Media Base. Chart math. I got I the number one spot, baby. So at the number one spot, the tippy top of the charts. So at Urban National Radio Format, put it on the floor by Lotto with 6,811 spins per day last week. It earned a gold plaque at uh, August 4th, 2023. And it's currently at number two at Rhythmic Club Charts. I'm going to say this for you, Doc, and everybody. Lotto is, even if you don't like her music, She's never going to lose. Yeah. I have a, a love-hate relationship with her whole entire career because when she had Energy come out where it sampled Mariah Carey's classic Fantasy featuring ODB, yeah. yeah, she had the nerve to every interview stop when they asked her, you know, what's your feelings about the original, the classic? She goes, what classic? I've never heard the song in my life. Mine's the oh. only classic. Ooh, that would hurt you. That would make you mad. I can see that. Oh, that it made me mad. I'm like, you, know, you, 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 you probably don't want to fuck with her from that answer, right? I'm like, have respect for the people you steal the song from and pay. Like, that's just now. Do, did I bump this record? Yes, I did bump this record. But at the same time, but you see what you just did, Doc. That's why I love you, Doc, because you have the right because you're for a personal, and you had every right to be like, no, but you didn't because of your. You see what I'm saying, Candy? See, that's the when you have integrity. Man, it is hard to get away from integrity. When a, when a oh when not am but when Candy gives the intro to the show every single time before you got on air, we're always saying a speech that we're the biasly unbiased judges and reviewers right. of music. And I have a lot of people my own age that say I'm biased, and I'm like, how am I biased if I'm bumping the records that you like as well? So it's like I could separate my personal opinions with what I predict is going to be a game recognized game, man. I, I just I mean, feel like that's why I feel like with Texas artists, Texas like. I'm not a really big fan of Travis Scott, but I know a good song when I hear it. Yep. Still talking about put it on the floor. Put it was shipped on 428-2023 by Stream Cut slash RCA Records is a one-off single that she premiered at Coachella 2023. It debuted at number 48 on Urban and number 41 on Club and was and quickly shot up. It was produced by Go Grizzly, Squat Beats, Pooh Beats, and DJ Prince. Nice. In the description of it, and actually everyone that's in the room, with exception of you, Mike, we actually all reviewed it for her label. To me, it was a bass-heavy, aggressive, ratchet, trap club bop, which takes a little jab at Coy LeRae. She's kind of like throwing some jabs at her. 
She then released a derivative remix of it featuring Cardi B three weeks later, which further boosted on the, the radio charts. Mid-April, that's when we reviewed this for Bump It and Dump It, right smack dab in me working on the slides of our pilot podcast episode. So I actually wasn't on that panel, but these two gentlemen were. So I'm going to do a little game with you, Mike. Okay. I want you to tell me who you think predicted this record better. They both were wrong, but who do you think predicted (laughs) it better? Um, Don't get me mad. Don't get mad at me. I'm going to go with Candy. Okay. So they both were close on different charts. So right now it's number one on Urban and number two at Rhythmic Club. AM predicted it'd be 20 to 30 at Club and it would peak 35 to 45 at Urban. So that was a little wrong, but hey, he was higher on the club side. Candy, yeah. yes, 25 to 35 on Urban and 40 to 50 at Club. Yeah, at club. I thought it was going to be that good, to be honest. <laughs> so as you can see, and this is one thing that I talk to them every single week about. Right. I'm very, 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 very strict and stingy with my strong bumps. 100%. I'm super right. strong. So it's like I, I might like something. So that's that's the way we use those terms. Like it, strong, a weak bump. Love it, strong bump. Kind of dislike it, weak dump. I hate it, strong dump. And the way it's you tough. think of it, the way you think of it in your head is like you have to be very selective of how many strong bumps you replace with another strong bump. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like when I predict something's gonna be a strong bump, it's usually a top 10. When you give something a strong bump like that, how long does it last on the charts as opposed to something that doesn't get a strong bump? So it got shipped to the radio a week after we reviewed it in mid-April and it's still on the charts today. Ship to radio. Yeah. What does that mean to the people that don't understand that? So the radio station, the, I'm sorry, the record label will pay money and fill, put together press kit packages and one sheeters and actually mail and market. Oopsie. We're going to oh, take a fuck. shot for that one. And there market <laughs> the single to all urban formatted radio stations. And they mail it to every single radio station in the U.S. with the hopes that, hey, will you play my record? They, and they, they email them or physically? No, them. it's all physical mail. It's all physical disc. Wow. And hey, with- Mike, you got anything to take a shot of? Yes, I do. So I want to take a shot real quick. I know we just hit it. So for the WFW, let's take one shot real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me hold on. Let me catch up. <laughs> ah, my God. I do not drink like this, y'all. So you, <laughs> this, 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 I don't. I had quit drinking. This is this is like a this is a this is a blessing. I'm doing this for the show. Hey, man. So new breaking singles. Here we, we quickly highlight which new songs are breaking on entering the urban radio charts. And it looks like we have five debuts this past week. AM, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to you, man. Right on. Drunk as fuck. Drunk as fuck. Y'all usually don't get me this fucked up. <laughs> Birthday right by featuring Tyga and YG. I think I like this song. When I listened to it, Ship the Radio, 72323 debuted at number 29 in Urban with over 100 and 100, 1,193 1, spins per day last week. Distributed by IC Entertainment, Warner Music, produced by Dr. Luke, Ryan OG, and KBZ. And it also debuted at number 31 on Rhythmic Slash Club. The second highest breaking record is Main One, Mario featuring Lil Wayne and Tyga. I think this is going to be Lil Wayne's second hit of 2023, which is pretty dope. Uh, it was shipped on 72123. It debuted at number 41 on Urban with over 771 spins per week last week. 
distributed by Sony slash Republic slash Epic Records. It was produced by Mike Crook, Extendo, and A1, and it also debuted at number 46 on Rhythmic Club stations as well. We got How We Roll with Sierra featuring Chris Brown. Shoots to radio on, on August 4th, 2023, debuting at 42 Urban with over 723 spins per day last week. Distributed by Beauty Marks Entertainment, Uptown 2.0, and Republic Records. Produced by Precision Production, Deli Bangers, Mr. Camera. Also debuting at 39th on the Rhythmic Charts and Club Stations. So going on to that, I pass it over to, to AM. Going on with Ski His name better have been Camara. But we're going to do Ski by Sexy Red, Ship the Radio 712-23, debuting at number 44 Urban with over 675 spins per day last week. Distributed by Open Shift Distribution, produced by Tay Keith. What up? Also debuting at number 48, Rhythmic Club. And then our fourth newcomer on the charts this week is Millions by Bia, shipped to radio on August 14, 2023, debuting at number 45 of the 45 charts on Urban with 609 spins per day last week, distributed by Ekbic Records, produced by As Is The Shake and Tim Nine. Also debuting at number 46 on Rhythmic Club as well. So continuing on that, we have our whole crew who has reviewed most of these on our weekly panel already. Let's see how much we agreed or disagreed on Sweetie's birthday. I unfortunately didn't get to go, but Rob did. So I'm going to go ahead and read from Rob from The Mob. So on 722, he said, another birthday song that will have the birthday girls going crazy in the club. Beat is sleazy, has bad intentions, hi-hats, kicks, and crispy. Sweetie brought that hood raunchiness that Tiger brought the hype. YG was okay. Didn't really impress me with his verse. He went ahead and ranked it 20 to 30 on Rhythmic Club. 40 to 50 on Urban. He gave it a weak bump. AM, what did you think about the record? I said that Tiger, I hear you before you rap. Any beat that has, uh, any beat that he has his hand in, it goes, meaning it slaps, so it's awesome. Makes me want to crit rock like OT Genesis. I also hear this at any club that I go to. It's a very, very smart song. We love birthday songs. Sweetie did her thing on her part very well. Made me feel like I was hanging out with the ladies. YG came through with some dope as well. He said, I'm gonna start strong. And I loved it. 2030 Club, 4050 Urban. I probably should have did uh, put it higher because I enjoyed it. Gotcha. So this is one record that I, I was, I think I'm gonna be more right with my prediction over these two gentlemen, but I was the only person on the panel that actually weak dumped it. I didn't hate it, I just didn't like it. So what I said was, this is what I reviewed it as. It was flirty, hyphy, go dumb, party bot produced by Dr. Luke, Ryan OG, and KBZ. Jittery bass, jumpy 808s, rolled hi-hats, and midi claps. E-40 would rip the sound. They should have featured him in it. Subpar birthday hook, lazy arrangement. I'm not a fan of Sweetie's tone and cadence here, especially the intro. Eight Doc. shots, I'm going to act like a hoe. Yeah, no, not from Doc. Tigers, we're already eight shots in, and I'm not acting like a hoe. So, <laughs> Doc, Doc, let me stop you right there. You are so dope. You know what producer would be great with an artist before the song even comes on. Yeah, I'll yep. be right back. So, all right, <laughs> eight shots. I'm gonna act like a hoe. Yeah, no, 
<laughs> Tyga's steady flow and sarcasm works well on it, while YG brings the Cali vibes, but flow is sort of offbeat. The Beats EQ needs work too. Sounds synthy and cheap throughout. Not trash, yet more flaws than pros, but it's sweetie. She's going to chart. So possibly 5 through 15 on club and 10 through 20 on urban with a shorter shelf life. Weak dump. Next up is the new Mario single, Main One. Four of us reviewed it on this panel, and they were all bumps. Rob from the Mob ain't here until next episode, so I'm going to read his for him. Rob said on 720, Mario always comes playo with it. Tyga delivers well on topics like this. Little Wayne does his part to perfection. Track is a vibe. These lyrics will have the ladies and their feelings. Something to think about if you are out there playing the game. The beat's smooth and wavy. Dope summer trap. I'm bumping it. 25 to 35 on club and 40 to 50 on urban. Gave it a strong bump. He's the one person. Him and Candy were the people that love this record. Sir. I went, I weak bumped it. Uh, on 720, I said, Mano's new single is revised from a net-only 2020 release that's remastered. They removed Tory Lanez from it and added Lil Wayne and Tyga to it. Produced by Mike Crook, Estendo, and A1. It's vintage urban R&B with springy kicks, bursting 808s, claps, and shattery hi-hats. Digging the tone, pace, falsettos, and harmony runs a Morio. Vibes very much Tyga's style, so he fits it. Wayne seems recorded elsewhere and drowned in that robotic auto-tune that I'm not a big fan of, but he was charismatic and he had a signature flow. Like mentioned before, I appreciate the beat much beats much better EQ and the summer night feel. It's not going to be a smash hit, but it's definitely going to chart. Possibly 25 to 35 on club and 30 to 40 on urban. Doc, do you mind if I ask you a question? Sure. So you are a senior and you brothers do the charts. It sounds like that performance on the record is very important. Quality. Qual sound quality is the biggest thing that AM and I will hammer. If it sounds like you recorded it in a damn tin can in the desert, I'm going to call you out on it. So basically, you lim you eliminate anything that, de that doesn't have any professional quality. And then the next thing you eliminate is something that doesn't have... Flow. Right. Yeah, like that was my biggest thing with the record before this one. I felt like YG was offbeat, and I'm gonna call him out on that just a little bit. I like I like the record. I don't love it, you know. I reviewed main I, one by Mario. Oh, I, I ain't done my look, look, look. I heard it a while ago, and I don't remember if I playlisted it or not. But I enjoyed everyone on it. It's good to hear Mario still saying. Tiger had a hand in a beat for sure, and he wrote it as well in his usual Tiger fashion, aka he has one flow to the all all the beats that he raps like he raps like schoolboy q because they're all in the same gang blah 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 never changes but i'm not upset with it Ken, wayne came through with some dope flow and a couple of quotables as well it was a really good nice summer bop mario with the dope runs in the background it wasn't overdone at all the effects and the vocals were clean which is a really really big deal for me and my ears i gave it a 30 40 club and a 40 50 what's the second one urban i think 40 50 yeah. urban Am, you have a you have a, like a light over you right now. You might not be able to see it, but there's this light. This whole show is like like it's not on this side. It's on this side. It's, it's on my. I've been trying to move it. It's, it's coming. You can't see this light, but it's a big white light. So what I want you to do after the show is go back to your angels and tap in with what angels is on you on this show because it's always on that. Y'all see what I'm saying? He yeah, has he, that protection over him. 
Do you right see here. what I'm you think I'm lying? Right. He can't no, I know. straight up, straight up. Yeah, it's, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt the flows because that's that's a great analogy on those records. So go, going on to me, I know I went ahead. So believe it or not, when I was listening to it, I was in the McDonald's drive-thru, and this had me vibing through the McDonald's drive-thru. I was flirting with the with the lady at the window mm. trying to get an extra order of fries. This beat. Off the beat. Off had, the beat. Yeah, off the off like the beat and the music. This beat, had, it reminded me of something that Chris Brown would be on. Kind of has like an old school yeah. vibe to it. Little Wayne's part was awesome. I just didn't like the last two lines where I felt like he really mumbled on it. He mumbled overall, but he was just the last two lines were really strong on it. But uh, I, I think Mario had like a soft, seductive, like his voice is yeah. soft and seductive. It doesn't change how you can dance and vibe to the song. I think I gave it a 25 to 35 club yeah. and 40 to 50 urban, but I strong bumped it. I, I really resonated with it. It's our third debuting symbol. Uh, Sierra's how we roll. Four of us reviewed it. Three bumps, one dub, and I'll start with me. On 8-3, I said the beat is dope. The 808s are clean, and it knocks. Sierra has some crispy vocals, too. Makes me want to dance inside or in front of a mirror. I like the bridge a lot. It really, really stuck out to me. Chris Brown showed up with a dope verse, and he matched the vibe of the entire song very well. Overall, a very fun song. They worked well together. The back and forth that they had going on was awesome. Uh, and the good, it, the vibes were good, and the mix was also good. 3040 Urban, 4050 Club, and I gave it a weak bump. So on 8-3, I said, it's crazy that 2024 is CC's 20th year in music. Holy hell. Mm. Mid-tempo, lo-fi R&B. I disliked her little rap intro, and thankfully a chill vibe kicked in right afterwards. Produced by Precision Productions, Deli Bangers, and Mr. Kamara. Relaxed keys, thumpy snares, hats, claps, and cymbal effects. She's smooth and starts off with interesting lines like, look at me like that again, and we gonna make another kid. You my heart, I'm your rib. I was like, that's deep. Like, that's that's biblical. You my heart, I'm your rib. Hey, shouts out to Russell Wilson letting Sierra go ahead and get busy 20 years later after she don't need to do it. But then her writing kind of fell flat afterwards. Not exactly the best chemistry, as neither of them really layered over each other well on that record. Chris Brown's verse is a tad better, yet he he couldn't decide on one flow. He kept switching it up every two lines. I'm like, pick one flow and stick with it. Um, the now, like you're that so big, you're so big on that. The one thing I, that impressed me about you is like you're so into detail about these records. I'm like, you can literally tell when it's been a re-record. Yep, yes, sir. The the line where he goes the the, the the bridge where he kept saying like that, like that, 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 that that was starting to get annoying for me. Not uh-huh. trash by any means, but just mediocre. I prefer to see them both dance on video than this being a radio hit. Being nice, I guess, 20 to 30 on Urban, 25 to 35 on Club. But I would actually suggest they ship this to adult R&B Quiet Storm stations, in my opinion. So I gave it a weak bump, but I think it would do better on an R&B station. I said a seductive mix with two very vocally talented artists in the genre. Yeah, Breezy yeah. didn't dis- doesn't disappoint. Strong lyrics with a soft and alluring voice. Complimented with Sierra's voice and her vocals. The beat's overpowering at times, but overall, a good song. I liked it. I just don't love it. So I hit it. It was going to be a 40-50 both on Urban and Club, which I think I should have been higher on both with their, with their, with the power of their names for sure. Yeah, the, the, both where it's charting now, they both just 
made you get a zero percent on that one. No, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I mean, and, and one one thing I wanted to say, like, because like I'm kind of the outsider looking in, and in this point, because you guys are all the professionals mm-hmm. right now. But as an artist, on the outside looking in and listening to what you, how you are professionally critiquing it, it's amazing because these artists that you're talking about are established. They know the rules. Yes, sir. Their, their establishments know how to do it. So artists like myself will be like giving our all 100% AM. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We need to learn how to adjust doing the, doing it right so we can be critiqued eight, six months later. So, so Mike, this next one is going to be specifically one for you then because it's so interesting because take someone like Sexy Red. Yeah. She's very popular on TikTok. Yeah. So it's going to cross over to radio, but what our national reviews do to her music, it takes her songs from being on the charts for five to eight weeks. It takes it away from being a song that's on the charts for 24 to 30 weeks. For sure. So, so just, the yeah. fourth song we look at, obviously we talked about it right now, Sexy Red Ski. Three of us dumped it. One of us, I was the only one who liked it. And I said, it sounds like, it really sounds like her other songs. But it doesn't differ. It doesn't differentiate from her sound. Sorry if I couldn't say that. I'm I'm a little drunk. My, yeah. I I give it a, a forty fifty on Urban. I didn't think it was a chart on Club. I gave it a weak bump. But passing it on to Doc though, I I know he he was very different on what I said for sure though. Like like Doc, what what did you say on that? So what I said was, and I strong dumped this. So this is a rare strong dump from Doc. On sexy so, red. On sexy red. Sexy it red. is not rare. So, so July 11th, I said, this is what we what I faxed to her label. Follow-up to Pound Town is another loud, bassy, messy, ho-ish meme anthem. According to her, a ski-wee is a guy you call to pull up, you show, you show up with your girlfriends to, swerve him anyways, and now he's stuck at your house. He's Alrighty stuck. then. Tay Keith lays out a menacing but generic trap beat of hollow snares, looped organ chords, dark bells, and murky deep bass. Has cocky hood rap charm that I actually liked, but real subpar lyrics, and was she was totally offbeat. The dumbly repeated squee, 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 squee annoys the hell out of me. Real basic, and the ad libs don't sound synced correctly in time. There's likely a fan base for this for sure that will relate to it, but to me, it's ignorant. She's a new Ratchet star this year, but in my opinion, like Poundtown, this is trash. I'm guessing 20 to 30 on Urban and 25 to 35 on Club. And AM said, LOL in capital letters. It's going to do numbers. But this is Ratchet Rap, and I'm donning this a new genre now. The mix wasn't bad until she started the verse. She's annoying vocally. God damn it, I hate this shit. (laughs) I want to be nice because I know she did the Booty Hole Brown song, and Mm. she might do well, but I'm sorry. The beat is mixed like shit. The vocals are too fucking loud. The effects are poorly done. And this is obviously a quick grab to keep her music coming with her recent, I guess, fame from my booty hole brown. She's not even on beat and she sounds like she's yelling. They are sounding like they are not ready to rap. 3040 Urban and Club and watch this shit post higher than what I just said. Strong dump. It's going to post higher than what both you and I said. I may be wrong on this one, too. To be honest with you, this show is not for it's not for artists that have a weak heart. Nope. The industry is not for artists with a weak heart, though. 
the industry is not for artists. The industry wants you to tell you that you're great, you sound good, but they only want to tell you that when you're giving them the money to pay for the promoting. 85,000, remember that number. 85,000 new songs go up to Spotify per freaking day. That is 84,999 songs. That's your competition. Yep. And if you don't approach it like that, you're already lost. That's as real as I can be. You're competing with 84,999 artists per day. Actually, actually, I love that information. Just the facts. Just yeah. stats. Yes. So this is where we separate radio from streaming and the okay. men from the boys. Right. Everyone knows the old saying that men lie, women lie, AM lies, doc lies, but numbers don't. <laughs> so... We'll fire through some of the more meaningful stats and actual movements on the na- national urban charts. AM, l- let me get you real quick. Biggest three risers for this week. Meltdown, Travis Scott featuring Drake. Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. Good, good Usher featuring Summer Walker. And I'm going to go up and down one more time. Meltdowns up 17 spots from 45 to 28. 94% more spins now. 1,317 spins per day. Paint the Town Reds up 10 spots from 32 to 22%. 67.4% more now up. 1,712 spins per day. Good, good. Up 8 spots from 23 to 15. 68.2% more now. 2,549 spins per day. If AM's taking the big risers, I'm going to take the big losers. I have the three biggest drops of the week. We have a number one, Reflections by Dusty Stay True featuring Tusi. That's down 16 spots from 24 to 40 now. It's 44.7% less spins, and it's now at 779 spins per day. Number two biggest loser is Pound Town 2 with Sexy Red featuring Nicki Minaj. It's down 15 spots from 17 to 32. It's 45.6% less. Now at 1,100, I'm, I'm sorry, 1,018 spins per day. And number three is the previous number one hit, Ain't Gonna Answer, NLE Chopper featuring Lil Wayne. It's down 10 spots from number 25 to number 35, 29.2% down less, and it's 946 spins per day. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and give respect to the indies this week. Number one, we have Curious by Eric Bellinger, which I'm a big fan of, Corday and Fabulous. It's up 16 spots with 2,196 spins per day. Up 3.4% increase. We have number two, Point Me Too by Fendi the Rapper, featuring Cardi B, up 18 with 2,157 spins per day, 22% increase. We had number three, Taliban's by Byron Messier, up to number 20 with 1,889 spins per day with a 4.2% increase. We have Chromosomes by Key Glock, which is up to number 21 with 1,846 spins per day with 7.3 increase. Going on to that, Doc, what what do you have coming up right now? Well, we're coming up to actually segment five. Uh, we're talking about the radio RIPs right now, ending on August 20th, 2023. As the title suggests on this segment, we're giving the final farewell to singles that officially died and fell off the charts, whether we wanted them to or not commercially. Mm-hmm. This week, we had five condolences to Morn and Barry. So Candy and AM and I will both kick this off. Candy, you kick it off first. Who's dying first? So we have Act Bad by Diddy featuring Fabulous and City Girls. It was shipped early June. And then it had about a 2.5-month run. It peaked at number 17th. It had no plaques. 
Always, always by Daniel Caesar. Shipped late April. 4.5 month run. Peaked at 16 and it received a gold plaque certified. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to Diddy on that one, but I had never heard that fabulous record. I never heard it. Something must have happened. Yeah, it it was on the radio for two and a half months, like 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 Candy said, but uh, it didn't earn a plat, you know. So, number three of the deaths were "Give It to Me" by Miguel. They ship it shipped in early May, four month run on radio. It peaked at number thirty two, and it did not earn a chart. So, going on to "I'm Geeking" by DDG featuring Love Tyler. It shipped mid May, so it had a three point five month run. It peaked at number 23. It had no plaques. All right. The last up, up the rear. Like, I like it. The Hillbillies. I like giving it, not getting it. The Hillbillies. Baby Keen featuring Kendrick Lamar shipped late May. Three-month run peaked at number 27 and did not receive a plaque. Doc, take us into segment six into this edutainment, please. Segment six, edutainment. This is actually my my personal favorite part of the show. It's where we make the listeners usually the that email us questions, the star of our show. But this week's a little special. Candy, let me know what's going on. Yeah, so if you didn't know already, we have a Facebook page. So it's www.facebook.com slash Twisted Critics. A mailing list if you aren't already subscribed and a Twisted Critics business email, which is twisted critics at mail.com where you can send in business questions now normally we make listeners the stars but if you three don't mind i have an important question where i want to ask myself this week all right my question which i feel like everyone should be asking but they aren't can you please explain these current big class action lawsuits where we've been the headline against both series xm and distro kid Doc, you got this. I already know you know how I feel about Distro. I I love him and hate him now, but I know you've been you've been much more in depth to exactly what's going on. Hell yeah! So first of all, sounds like Candy wants a spotlight all for himself on this section, but I'm cool with that. Always. Mike, do you know about the class action lawsuits going on on the two companies that Candy called out that are in the headlines right now? Serious I, XM. I, I don't, but all of a sudden my body felt like some kind of way. So tell me. All right, Doc. How about you let us know. All right, so there are two lawsuits that are going on, two class action lawsuits. For the people out there that don't know what a class action lawsuit is, a typical lawsuit is one person versus someone uh, civilly. A class action lawsuit elevates to the federal level, and this is something that affects thousands and thousands of people, and therefore the penalty is going to be huge. It's going through federal court, and once the judge makes that ruling for the total amount and damages of the violations, everyone that signed up for that class action lawsuit splits that. So the very first one that Candy brought up is the Sirius Satellite class action lawsuit, Sirius XM. This is, ironically, their third $150 million lawsuit since 2017. Mm. What's crazy with this one, bro, like, is this one is for unpaid digital royalties. Every time they get hit with one of these class action lawsuits for $150 million, they quickly settle and pay it out. They're, this year, 2023, with the amounts that they're taking in, they're going to cap over $8 billion in profit this year. This is going to be a record high for them. So not saying that $150 million is a drop in the bucket, but they quickly settle because they are they want to keep that profit rolling in of $8 billion. It makes sense. It's crazy, bro. So that's the very first one. And then like Candy asked, the second one is actually against DistroKid. And this was brought on by an artist, two artists collaborating, one out of... Uh, New York, 
and the other one is out of Virginia. And where it spurred and came from this was they collaborated on a record. They had a falling out over finances. Their both names are on the copyright. And then when the girl made the motion and sent a, a cease and desist letter with their lawyer to the distro kid, they quickly pulled down the record at the cost of the other artist. They're actually guilty of three violations that they're bringing to court in this class action lawsuit. Distro kid does a horrible job of verifying copyrights or whose names are on the copyrights or even making you guys tell you that the name that you will have a copyright. I know AM you've been through them and I don't think there was any like checks and balances to ask if you had a copyright. Am I wrong? It wasn't. No, they didn't. They didn't have me uh, sign anything and they didn't ask anything for uh, any kind of information for verification. It's so crazy, man. So that's the very first violation. They are not properly checking or verifying copyrights and or registrations for publishing. Number two, they are unfairly yanking down clients music when they the second they get a copyright takedown notice. It's literally when they see that letter, they'll yank that song down and pull it off all their streaming services and DSPs at the cost of you, the artist. And then the very third violation, which is a really bad one, is copyright law says if it's a copyright related or infringement related claim, the artist who owns that song, whether they have a copyright or not, legally enforced 14 business days to rebuttal and, and, and make a claim at that takedown notice. With yanking down the song within the first five minutes again, that letter, they're not giving you, the artist, the actual right that you have of 14 days to kind of dispute this. So that's three federal level violations. I have no idea what this one's going to amount to. What I'm hearing through work is this one will probably be in the 250 to $450 million range. Jesus. And that's all class action lawsuit. Whoever puts their name in the pot between a certain date, they're going to get part of that money. That makes sense. So I have a, I have a, I have a thing, a question. Uh, if anyone is affected by this and if they're interested in finding out what they can do, could you let us know who they can contact for this, please? Hell yeah, bro. I had to dig for these information. But for the very first one, the the Sirius Satellite, Sirius XM class action lawsuit from Sound Exchange. Yeah. Sound Exchange is using the attorney Scott Zebrick, and he's from Opperheim and Zebrick Law. If you've been using Sirius Satellite XM or Sirius XM and your music has been played on there and you feel like they've been hitting up your pocket and not paying you correctly, that's the attorney Scott Zebrick is the one that you need to reach out for that one. And then for the second class action lawsuit for against DistroKid, it's Megan Keehan, who's an attorney out of Oregon who works for Information Dignity Alliance. So if you want to be part of that class action lawsuit, once that, that's settled in court and the and the judge gives a, a violation amount, you reach out to that attorney to be part of that one. Mm -hmm. My thing is, Doc, what you're doing is, brother, I, I I commend you. I will be with you 100% when you want to stand up and do the business right. We are those guys. I'm with you. Because, like, cause like I, I know your heart. You yeah. don't like what they do. And you don't like what they do. You just want them to do the right damn thing. Just do, just do no, the right thing sure. and be honest. Yes. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing better than relationships. Uh, 100%. I agree on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might not be nowhere in this music industry, but doggone it, I have relationships. Yeah. Okay. No, so, and so, just, so, it, but, so, and, but that goes back to Doc. The reason why I know you, the reason why Doc, I know you, you like, because look, man, you're a different breed, bro. 100%. He's you, like you, in between. You, you everything. hit the industry. Wait, look, bro, I've been in this music business 30 years. Mm -hmm. You, Hit it differently. Yep. It's the way it look. I know who you are, and I know I know, I know you're like, oh my God, let me just finish. 
Dr. Smart is a mug. We trying to give you your flowers. <laughs> Candy. This, yes, this white doc, doc is the best right here. Nah, straight up, straight up. You feel what I'm saying? So, so what, I, he'll, 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 you. He'll, he'll love you and tell you, nigga, you fucking up. Yeah. He, he so loves love you and I'm going to tell you. Do it correctly. But I think we should go into segment seven. Mike, I really want to make you the star of this. I'm going to go ahead and step, take a step back. I'm going to give you my spot. Just in case we haven't drank enough yet, this is a spot where we fuck shit up, right? So let's change all that. Like I mentioned before, we at the Twisted Critics are now Spotify playlist curators. We'll use this game each episode to test out our music knowledge and memory. A theory proposed in 1929 as resurrected by the movie industry in the early 90s. This was a joke conception that every actor or actress was somehow related to and or linked through movie roles to Kevin Bacon by six (laughs) degrees or connections or less. We are crazy enough to test the same theory with urban music. It's a rapid fire 10 second limit to give an answer. Obviously no cheating, right? right? And each mistake any of us make, we all take a shot. Worse off, Mike's in the third seat today. So I'm giving a Mike seat to Mike with AM and Doc. So I have no control over drinking or not. So I'm going to drink with you guys whether y'all get it right or not. Hey, yeah. I was about to say, mm-hmm. I'm out of liquor. <laughs> hey. I got to go downstairs and get some more. Yeah. Hey, you I know what? Perfect. Listen, listen. Before we go on more and more, I know I've, I've had a – I'm not a drinker, and I've done a lot of talking, but I so respect every single one of you. This has been one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. I appreciate that, man. Like Candy was saying, I I opened up the slide and closed it. But anyways, the last record we left off with, last show, this is the part where you, the guests, are the curator of our, our playlist. So forever, this will land and be posted through Spotify that you controlled. Put your thinking cap on. The very last record that we did and ended Tony Ganja's show with was Renegade by Jay-Z featuring Eminem. You got 10 seconds to connect any of those artists to a feature with somebody else. Jay-Z? Umbrella with Beyonce. Oopsie. Oh, fuck. So that's Rihanna, not Beyonce. Rihanna, there we go. There we go. We're taking a shot anyways. Hey, Mike, please tell me you have something to take a shot out of. I do, definitely. Candy saved you. He threw you a lifeline. He picked Jay-Z and Rihanna. Yes, yep. he, did. <laughs> he did. He saved me on that one. Thank you. What you got, Doc? Umbrella. Uh-huh. You know how All right, goes. so so AM, AM. I'm going to pick, um, let's say, I'm taking Rihanna from his connection, and I'm connecting yeah. Rihanna to Neo. Hate yeah. that I love you. That's what I'm yeah. doing. If you want to do connections, no, no, it's it's AM's turn, Mike. No, shit. it's not. No, it's not. Oh shit, I am number three. You are ah. number three. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, my brain is inebriated. We're gonna use um, we're drinking. Oopsie. Can I oh, save him? Yeah, you can save. You can, We're still drinking. We save know my Neo. Yeah, I love Neo. Who's on Oopsie. it? Oopsie. Oh fuck. <laughs> we ain't taking shots. Who's on it? <laughs> Who's hey. on it? 
understanding. Black men, black men eat Bro. grapes. Black men eat grapes. It's good for your health. Latino men eat grapes. It's good for your health. All right, so here first, eat grapes. This is a secret. This little grape, like, like, see how it busts? That's what you need, baby. We need a bust. You heard so, it here so, first. So, Candy, I think you tried to connect. I, I, who do you try to connect that to? I'm going to take a shot, but. Let me check it out. I don't know how I did it, but I drank this whole bottle. Yeah, you didn't do it, so it's okay. It's called She, it's called she Knows. She Knows. Hey, shouts out to hear my voice. This is what we do on a weekly basis. That's what we do, baby. All right, so Candy picked Neo featuring Juicy J. She knows. Man, if you guys could see my writing right now, it's a fucking cluster. <laughs> Get Doc. I'm looking at your background. Doc has so many CDs in his background. Y'all can't even see this. I'm over here like that roll over there, the fourth down. I just wanted to see which one he would so, go to. So Mike, Mike, Candy actually saved AM by connecting Neo to Juicy J and she knows. Can you connect Juicy J or Neo to somebody else? Chicago's best, no ID. Mike, features, features. I just did. That's not a feature. No, no ID is a producer. But that's not a feature. <laughs> I think we need to take a shot. Oopsie. We do. Oh fuck. Mike, you didn't connect Neo to anybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna save Mike Mish on this one because he's completely fucked up. No, don't edit that bad. I'm not, I'm not. So I'm gonna connect Neo. To Neo though. Mike, Mike, I'm gonna connect Neo to Jay-Z for you on the song Crazy. Yes, I like that song. I do too. So now it's my one, turn. I got you right here. Hey. I'm gonna show my shot right here. Take it. Oh my god. Mm. My goodness. I'm sorry, Neil, and I'm sorry, Jay Z. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna be so mad at you. I'm mad at you. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm connecting Jay Z to Biggie, Brooklyn's finest. Brooklyn. I'm connecting um, Biggie with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Hell yes. The notorious hey. connected Bone to to Biggie by Notorious Thugs. By the way. That is what it's called, Notorious Thugs. My bad. Armed and dangerous. KT Mindy is hanging Mike, 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 you gotta connect either Biggie or Bone to somebody. And you got 10 seconds. Bone to R. Kelly and Biggie to Rihanna. Biggie to, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Same wait, 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 wait. Big, Rihanna wasn't an artist when Biggie, before Biggie died. So you know we're gonna take a shot for this one. <laughs> I'm trying to wait for him to name the song. Oopsie. Oh, fuck. What is it called, Mike? What is actually, it called? It's actually a mix with Armed and Dangerous <laughs> and the Rihanna stuff. But yeah, the Armed and Dangerous is the name of a song. It's called Notorious Thugs. I know what I've heard Notorious Thugs mixed in with the Rihanna joint. Okay, okay. So so Mike, Mike, before we take a shot, I'm gonna save you. No, no, no. Let me let me say this again. I have heard the Armed and Dangerous came too many to hang with us. Hey, that's okay, but that's a DJ mix. That's not a real record. No, it's not. No. Right. Right? I mean, laughing at me like crazy. I'm going to save you. I'm going to connect Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right. I'm going to co connect Bone Thugs with Tupac on Thug Good Love. Good job. Nice. And with that, we survived more shots. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. I will All take right, that. So look, look, I'm intoxicated, but I actually wrote down everything we did. Yeah, I'm, I'm intoxicated. Doc, doc, doc. Put that back up real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Jay-Z and Rihanna, Umbrella, Neo. Yep. I wasn't off. I was just tipsy. Jay-Z and Biggie broke down. Actually, the best Biggie and uh, Underground joint is the what? With Method By Man. Method Man, yes. You yeah. could have said that, but you didn't. Well, I'm having grapes. I'm just getting my career. I'm just now focusing. I was tipsy. All right, all right. So with that, we're, with that, we're done with seven degrees of separation because I don't want to die and take even more shots. All right. So going on to our segment eight outro, every single time that seven degrees kicks our ass, honestly, good times though. My admit, you're officially graduated to being an official twisted critic. We all got twisted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Raise the roof as you will. Jesus. Doc, I'm gonna hey, kick it over to you. you. Guys. I, I know I made some mistakes along the way. No, no, no. That that is what it job. takes to be a twisted critic. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Doc, right. let me kick it off to you real quick, Doc. Mike, you handled yourself pretty well, although you made us drink a lot during <laughs> but thank we you. We had fun today. But yes, thank you for the stories. Thank you for the fun. Thank you for your point of view. Thank you for the insights. Collectively speaking, for all of us, AM, Candy, and myself. Texas, Baltimore, and Florida. I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us, thinking with us, and drinking with us. Right on. You've graduated to our brotherhood, and part of the beauty of being the Twisted Critics is you will always have an open-door invite policy. Anytime you have a new project, new event, new album, hell, in your case, a new job, knowing you, <laughs> just give us a phone call and consider us a second home that you can call and talk about what new stuff is going on in your life thank you so much for the invitation I appreciate it so much and you know what you guys are amazing I appreciate every single one of you this has thank been you, wonderful you, yeah. AM take us home man I, I can barely read my screen Mike <laughs> aka West Coast Mitch we all mean that from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate you being here, love talking radio with you, and hope you had a good amount of fun with us. Now, if you'd like free, frill, frill, look at that. Feel free to use this spot to big yourself up, your company, your social medias, plug anything and everything that you have coming up soon. It's on you, Mike. Well, wonderful, man. I'm going to be producing a movie called I Can't Stress Right Now. It's a film that's a, it's a single. It's a weed strand. It's a whole movement. We out west. I'm trying to get with E-40, J-Tunes, Trey Jones, everybody. We're doing our thing. I'm having a great time. And the one thing before I leave, listen, you don't know where hip-hop can tape you. But just go with hip-hop, man, and believe in yourself. Hip-hop is the movement. All right, Doc. Candy, what's good, man? Candy, Candy, I'm going to put this on you since you're the youngest. Do you yes, have sir. anything to plug in? Any socials? Anything for Hear My Voice? Anything for Candelario? Let us know. So at the moment, personally, I really want this podcast to blow up, man. This podcast has so much knowledge. This podcast has Mike Mitch, has AM, and most importantly, it has the Doc J. AM was good. Always. All right. So currently, I'm work. I I I'm working on two previous singles, one with Cynic and one that I was working on by, uh, with myself. One of my producers, literally, I'm writing a second verse for it. I'm gonna have a remix mastered and all of that. Me and Doc have two songs that we're working on right now. I'm going to rewrite my verse for that maybe two more times. I have another song that I'm working on with a friend of mine uh, that did one of those uh, contests that has Jaron Benton on the verse. I'm going to fuck Jaron Benton up. 
Doc said it earlier, but he wasn't playing with y'all. Uh, I have three projects that I'm working on. Same last name. I have to finish that. And then I have two EPs that I have to start and finish producing for. Um, my son is going to school. I'm going to I'm going to start running as, as, as much as I can. I'm only doing 10 miles per week, five miles per day that I do run. That's just personal stuff. Uh, last thing, Angry Man. What'd you, run, what'd, you run, what'd you run in track, Carl? What'd you run in track? In, in, so, in, in, I have to ask. I'm sorry. Running. Yeah, I run. I run. I run now. Like I, I didn't. I wrestled. I wrestled. And see, I didn't. I should. My, my, my uh, elevator pitch is gonna have to be pre-written because I literally, me and you are so, 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 so similar. I do Man, a lot. I'm too. sorry, I interrupted sure. that like vibe right there. No, no, like, no. Nah, Mike, but Mike, Mike. Am, you am, and AM are so similar, bro. When Man, it comes I, to... bro, I could. Man, I'm gonna get on a flight right now and come kick it with my fam. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's do when, it. You said you started running. Listen, listen. I know y'all heard me and I've been a little tipsy, but on the most, I want to thank everybody here from yeah. I appreciate that, brother. I this appreciate has been that. like, I, I listened to y'all vibe. I listened to your podcast. Candy, Doc, and him. Y'all the greatest, man. Doc, Doc, what do you got to do, Doc? I'm going to start copying off AM because like we got Facebook.com at, I'm sorry, Facebook.com backslash Doc J Entertainment, Facebook.com backslash Twisted Critics. Yes. And other than that, it's the whole movement, Twisted Critics, Hear My Voice Entertainment. You yes. guys can reach me through drj18 at bellsouth.net. Hear yes, My sir. Voice is the movement. Hear My Voice is the whole show. Hear My oh, Voice is all the is. artists, and I stole that from AM. And we are with Mike Mitch tonight. Yeah. Mike Mitch. Right here. All right. Here. So with that said, we're going to do our same thing as we do a salutation. We do a goodbye. AM, Candy. We're going to go Parriba, which is Spanish for up. Para, which is Spanish for down. Pad centro, which is for the middle. And let's go in, baby. Padentro. 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 Doc, send us home, man. So with that said, hear my voice. Entertainment is not just a movement. It's the whole entire world. Twisted Critics. I love AM. I love Candy to the core of it. Everything. See you guys next week in a couple weeks. 